Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hello and welcome back. We are broadcasting live from lovely, sunny, partly cloudy Austin, Texas. And it's finally no longer 100 degrees every day. So Yay. hurrah for that. Yeah, exactly. So Julie, welcome back to uh, Real Estate Coaching Radio. And guys, we have Thank a you. great topic. We have a great topic for all of you today. And it is basically around motivation. Not just being motivated now and then, but how to stay motivated on a, well, not motivated in the traditional sense that you're bouncing off the walls but motivated in the sense that you're always moving your goals, you're always moving closer to your goals on a regular basis, opposed to just sporadically, which so many of us uh, fall prey to. But before we get to today's topic, I want to um, give you guys a very special announcement. Thanks to all of you, our loyal listeners. Um, we are increasing our listenership. We're going to be over 50,000 this month. We were 50,000 last month, and I suspect that by the end of the year, we'll be having about 75,000 of you listen on a regular basis, which is fantastic. And because of that, we're going to be investing, frankly, um, some money in the radio program. We're going to be in, uh, increasing the quality of the uh, radio program in terms of the audio content. And also, we're taking on sponsorship. So we have now um, a few sponsors that are tentatively signing on, DocuSign, Realty Commander, SmartZip, and some others. Um, and we're going to make the radio show a little bit longer. So we're, we're going to just basically improve things in every way across the board because of the fact that the radio show has become so popular. And that is uh, 100% due to all of you, and I know a lot of you guys have been sharing the. I mean, I look at our daily shares on the, uh, you know, the uh, radio show, and sometimes it's like 20, 30, sometimes it's 50 or 60. So you guys obviously love what we're doing. Please continue to help us get the word out that this is a new real estate market. This is the beginning of a long-term real estate boom. And if you've ever wondered what it feels like to be in the right place at the right time, well, you're there. Congratulations, real the real estate industry is going to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest, wealth creators for small business owners of our lifetimes. It always has been. Of course, the last 10 years has been a little bit humbling, put a lot of people back on their heels. But now, guys, the wind is finally at our backs again, and this is your opportunity to not only get in the motion of helping lots of folks, but also making yourself, frankly, rich. Get your mind wrapped around the idea that there's nothing wrong about being rich. We've done a lot of radio shows to talk about wealth, talk about your mindset about uh, becoming wealthy, talk about being rich with the definition of riches and all that. So go back and listen to past radio shows because oftentimes we find the very thing that stands in the way of you accomplishing your financial goals is your mindset about your financial goals. So go back and listen to today's radio shows. So before we get to today's topic, Jules, I know you've been on the phone um, Mm -hmm. most of the day today talking with uh, Mm -hmm. many of our great coaching clients. Anything interesting you'd like to share with the listeners that you're picking up from the ether? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, there are a handful of what I lovingly call my newbies. And I think a lot of you guys can misperceive that coaching is just for the grizzled veterans taking it to the (laughs) ultimate level. And we certainly have a lot of those types of clients that we're personally coaching, and we're excited for them as well. But I always have kind of a handful of newbies that I've taken on, and it's so exciting to literally 
help them with some of their very first transactions and to hear the excitement and to have them take those listings and to have that opportunity. And it's also a lesson for those grizzled veterans because if you just got your license today, you don't have all those holiday objections in your head. You're not saying, well, I'll get started in January. I'll wait until later when I feel more motivated. I've already made the money I'm going to make this year. My newbies, they don't have that thought in their head whatsoever. They're just ready to go. And it's exciting for them because they've got a lot of opportunity with other agents kind of sitting around, which brings us to our radio topic of motivation. So it's fun for me to see both sides of it and to see that excitement because all of my newer agents, I call them, you know, like I said, I lovingly call them my newbies, either freshly licensed or relicensed after the recession or what have you. They all have listing appointments this week, every single one of them. And I'm so ecstatic for them, and I have confidence they're going to take it. So there you go. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah, and I'll tell you what I'm saying too. Um, a lot of the, you know, it's funny. The um, a lot of the stuff that's being sold to realtors, let's just be honest, is designed to essentially make it so realtors can passively generate leads. That's what a, mm-hmm. you know agents seem to be really attracted to. But the reality of it, the is that there's so much of that going on that there's an oversaturation of it. What do I mean by that? You guys know that one of the things we really focus on is really what's going to happen next in the real estate industry. Those of you who've been, you know, coaching clients or been listening to Julie and I for long enough, we're pretty damn good at spotting trends. I'm going to tell you guys what, is, and we predicted the real estate recovery back in '07. Our coaching clients knew that there was going to be a real estate crash because we told them it was going to happen. Um, we told you guys to get into short sales before anybody else did. We told you to get into REOs before anybody else did. We told you there was going to be a real estate recovery. We, you know, guys, these things, we're pretty good at predicting, not because we have a crystal ball anywhere, but because we read a lot, but mostly because we learned from talking to all of our top producing coaching clients. We have an unfair advantage in that we can top, talk to the literally number one clients number one coaching uh, uh, clients in the country. We can talk to the brokerage, guys that own the brokerages. We know what's happening on the very, very front end of all the markets. In the country, guys, certain markets lead the rest of the country. For example, where Julie and I are in in Columbus, Ohio, well, Columbus, Ohio would trail what was happening in the country by a good two to three years, easily. Whereas if you were out in California and you were looking for new trends with real estate, with sales, with uh, you know consumer uh, velocity and momentum, that's where those things would start, and then they'd trickle back to the rest of the country. So we have an advantage in that we can talk to a lot of the top agents and the top brokers and really the real estate leaders on a regular basis, and so we know what's happening next. That's our crystal ball, in case you guys have ever been curious about that. Well, here is what's going to happen next. Because so many agents are getting into the business right now and they're relying heavily on this done-for-you lead generation stuff, especially buying buyer leads. If there was ever a concept that is on its way out, it's buying buyer leads. Okay? And I'm not saying there's not validity to buying buyer leads, but for the most part, you guys are paying too much and getting too little. We talk about that on a regular basis. There's too much emphasis right now on all this passive stuff to generate business. Now, when done well, it does work. I'm not disp- uh, disputing that. But if we're talking about what's coming next, here's what's coming next. Consumers are sick and tired of digital communication. In other words, they don't want to be tweeted, Facebooked, or anything else anymore. They want to have actual conversations with folks. You're seeing a huge upsurge, and this is going on socially, right? Not like socially as in online, but socially as in real life. What's happening is people are unplugging from their computers, and they're starting to do more things like you know, meetups, right? They're starting to do more uh, offline activities. There are whole, and you're seeing this happening with the Generation Y folks, people in their 20s and their 30s. 
They are getting away from anything technological when they're not working behind their computers during the week, and they're starting to do things mechanical. They're starting to do things that require real interaction with real people. Now, assuming that trend continues, which I'm sure it will, what we're going to see next happen is the return of the super agent uh, that is basically gaining their power from working on the phones and doing face-to-face communication. This has been the oldest way of doing business, and that's going to be where the money is going to be at in 2015. Now, what do I mean by that? Because so many agents right now do not literally know how to talk on the phone. <laughs> you know, They don't know how to sell. They don't know how to pre-qualify. Because so many agents have only been reliant on buying leads or you know, from one form or another, they don't know how to actually sell. So sales skills going forward are going to be more important than they ever have been before. That doesn't mean that the online stuff isn't going to continue to work at will. What it means is if the agent who knows how to do the online stuff and can back it up with knowing how to do actual over-the-phone sales and in-person sales, that agent is going to have an unfair advantage in the marketplace. And you're going to see that happen and really, you know, you guys are going to be going to conferences two or three years from now and you're going to be listening to the agent who was selling 100 homes this year and 500 homes in two or three years and they're going to say the biggest difference was is I learned how to sell. I wasn't just going to be reliant on, you know, ABC company to sell me my leads anymore. I decided to actually learn how to pre-qualify, learn how to be competitive, learn how to overcome objections. This is the work part of this industry that you guys all have to just embrace and when you do, everything becomes easier. And those, as Julie likes to call it, those midnight night sweats you have, you know, the night sweats about where's my next deal going to come from? It, you know, is so-and-so going to be able to, is uh, Zulia going to send me enough buyer leads? Am I going to be able to afford to buy those buyer leads? All those types of conversations that you guys think are normal, those are not normal. Okay, those are abnormal. That is not a healthy way to run a business. You're, where you need to be is confidence. You need to be coming from a place where you know at any time of the day, at any, you know, any place in the country, you literally could create your own business. That's where the power comes from, but that takes skill. You know, we always say you've got to list the last. The, the wealthiest of the wealthy agents in this country are always going to be listing agents, and they're getting their business from what we're talking about right now. So I want you guys to, if you're looking for what's going to be happening next in the real estate industry, if it's not Facebook ads, it's not buying leads, it's not a fancy website thing, it's not direct mail. It's what I just said. It's learning to be really skilled. That's how you're ultimately going to separate yourself from the rest of the agents. I get it. Not very many people are ready for this message, and that's fine because, you know, it's the truth. And I get it, the fact that most agents aren't going to want to be able to you – know, they're not going to want to invest the time to learn the skills because it's uh, easier – uh, and in many ways, I think it's uh, lazier to just accept the fact or just think you can buy your business. Julie, am I making any sense? <laughs> no, it is lazy. I mean, it, the only thing lazier is, I mean, assuming you have the opportunity in the first place, overpricing and under commissioning. You know, how, how much yeah. skill does that take? How much skills does it take to hand over your credit card to somebody who promises you the world for leads? Do you even know how to convert a lead if it falls in your lap? You know, it, skills are what pays. And I'm sorry if that bothers some of you guys, but, you know, it's great because you can fix that. You can get the Well, when you listen to our superstar interviews and we do little role plays and I have little conversations with them, the things that you guys – I mean, everyone listens to our superstar interviews with, you know, the top agents that we coach, and you guys all want to hear – you're listening for these little silver bullets. You guys are hoping they're going to tell you that they figured out some little, you know, the magic web to go and generate – 
Exactly. You guys are looking for some little magic. And then you guys realize that, oh, my God, this agent has got their shit together. They know what to say. They know how to say it. They know how to walk into a room. They know how to have conversations. They know how, you know, that's where the power is. As Again, I'm going to make this as clear as I can. As more agents start believing that they can build their business based on online stuff, those agents are not going to be investing in their offline sales skills. So if you really want to become different, it's not a fancy website. It's not a fancy direct mail campaign. It's learning how to uh, communicate at a high level uh, with folks offline. Now, the online stuff is designed to supplement the offline communications. But at the end of the day, that's where the new trend is going to be. Mark my words. We're not wrong about this. You guys embrace what we're saying and at least consider it. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to get to the first few points of – How to feel motivated every day and every way. Are you ready for 2015? Do you have a plan in place to make it your best year ever? Or are you still struggling in your career and waiting for your ship to come in? You can make this your best year ever, but only if you take control of your career and create an action plan for success. Join thousands of top-producing agents across the nation who have turned to Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching to help them achieve top-producing production and performance. Coaching works, and that's a fact. 10% of agents complete an amazing 90% of all transactions because they have a coach. Coaching and training is a critical part of a successful real estate career, but don't just take our word for it. Here's what Steve Brown, the president of the National Association of Realtors, had to say. Well, I'll tell you why it's critical. There are some brokers who, when they hire, they hire indiscriminately. They just don't even look at the training or they don't provide the training and the education that a new agent needs in in the marketplace. As a real estate agent, you've got to associate yourself with a firm that's dedicated to your professionalism and your growth, and then the services like a personal coach, like Tim, you, and Julie do. There are very few real estate people like you so personally and passionately involved in our industry. And um, thank you for, for what you do for our industry. Both of you are a wonderful voice for all that's best in the realtor organization in our industry. So I thank you. If you want the production and performance that comes with being a top producer, then you need a coach. Not just any coach, but the leaders in coaching today. Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. We provide you with industry-leading one-on-one coaching with a trained professional coach, along with all the lead generation systems, scripts, presentations, team building, and business planning tools you need to dominate your local real estate market. We offer affordable pricing with no long-term contracts, and our entire coaching staff are trained professional agents with top producing track records. Take action and visit us at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call with a trained real estate professional. There's no risk and no obligation, just a free, personal, one-on-one call with a trained professional coach. Join the elite 10% of agents who make all the difference in today's marketplace. Visit freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. 
Okay, we are back, and that, of course, was one of our superstars, Mr. Steve Brown, the president of National Association of Realtors Lending. It's a very nice testimonial. So, Julie, let's not delay any longer. Point number one. All right, point number one, again, our topic, how to feel motivated every day in every way. First point, have one goal. When you're in a slump, it's often because you have too much going on in your life. And right there, I can just hear everybody resonating with that. You've got too much going on. You're allowing yourself to feel overwhelmed. This saps your energy and your motivation. It's probably the most common mistake that people make. They try to take on too much, try to accomplish too many goals at the same time. You cannot maintain energy and focus, which are the two most important things in accomplishing the goal, if you're trying to do two or more goals at once. So point number one, focus on one thing at a time. Point number two, Navy SEALs know to just focus on what's next. Don't think beyond that. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, guys, um, and we're going to get some real specific mechanics of how to basically you know, stay focused and so you can stay motivated, you're, the motivation gets killed when you're feeling overwhelmed. The overwhelm feeling comes from basically trying to take on too much. So each of these points, one builds on the other. So uh, Navy SEALs, and I've read, and Julie and I have listened to many audio books about uh, you know, the dev, uh, dev group, development group, which is also known as SEAL Team 6, and how those guys went through their SEAL you know, training and how they go through these big operations. And one of the things I heard recurring was is they are trained to focus primarily on what's happening next, not focusing about the whole mission, not thinking about really the ramifications of this going wrong or this going right, but they're just literally focused on the next foot in front of them. They're focused, in front of, they're focused on the next movement they're going to make. So that tells me that if you want to accomplish something huge, just focus on the tiny little step that's in front of you. Point number three, Julie. All right, point number three, time block and consider using a good old-fashioned egg timer. Schedule at least the first few hours of every day. So concentrate primarily on your morning, but invest in an egg timer. An egg timer usually is a half hour or less kitchen timer. Maybe it's even 10 minutes at a time, especially you know, a lot of our coaching clients, a lot of top producer types have kind of a short attention span. So instead of fighting that and using it as an excuse, utilize it. If you've got 15 focused minutes, what can you get done? Can you call two past clients in 15 minutes? Could you do a lead follow-up call in 15 minutes? Could you negotiate an inspection item in 15 minutes? Set the timer and do it. Well, you know, it's funny, Julie. I mean, before you're about to go on vacation, let's say normally you have a week's worth of work to do and you know you're going on vacation Wednesday, have you ever noticed that miraculously all the stuff oh, yeah. that you had to do that you nor- – Right, exactly. You become hyper-efficient and focused because your mind goes to – I mean, think about it. You guys have all been in situations like that. You've got a week's worth of work to do in two days. Have you noticed how immediately you prioritize, immediately you know what should be happening first, immediately you know, you're no longer overwhelmed? It's because you have, uh, have a real honest-to-God – a time limit on how much time you're going to spend on an activity. Um, one of the things we hear constantly, especially from new coaching clients, is I'm too busy. Okay, so why didn't you do these particular activities that would have resulted in you know you being able to help people and make money? Oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I got this. I got that. Okay, great. So then we help them define what specific things that they uh, do in their business that actually get them paid. And those five primary things, Julie, are the things that actually lead to a paycheck. Generating leads in the first place, following up relentlessly on your leads, pre-qualifying them, presenting, negotiating, and closing. If it's not on that list, it's 
probably not leading to a paycheck. That's right. So what we do then, and I'm asking all of you to consider this too, is especially those of you who think you're too busy, 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 ask yourself how much time you actually spent on those activities. In other words, how much time did you spend talking with folks with the intention of setting an appointment? How much time did you actually spend um, doing lead follow-up? In other words, doing lead follow-up and then leading to pre-qualifying, pre-qualifying for motivation. How much time did you actually spend in front of a seller actually presenting with the intent of taking the listing? How much time did you spend negotiating contracts? How much actual activity did you spend in the last, say, five working days in the job of doing, you know, selling homes. You know, it's amazing how some of us believe that we're supposed to be spending time tweaking anything, our websites, our direct mail campaigns, or my favorite huge time loss in career-ending thing that agents focus on, building your team, okay? The mm -hmm. team and adding staff and having employees, that comes when you have the money to pay for them. That comes when you have the production to support them. To build those things before you've actually learned how to be a really powerful, consistent lead, uh, listing lead generator, let alone listing uh, seller, lead listing agent in your marketplace, to uh, add activities that will procrastinate that uh, goal, which should be the goal of every one of you listening, that's not the way to build a business. You know, we say this constantly, and you guys have got to get this in your heads. You have to learn how to become listing agents. You have to learn how to become this, the uh, agent in your marketplace that sellers naturally, organically think about when it comes time to sell their homes. So any activity that moves you away from the stated goal of being of service to other people and helping people make decisions about buying or selling real estate, that is a mistake. And you've got to be clear on that. And one of the easiest ways to be clear about that is give yourself time limits. So you're going to spend a half hour to make three contacts. You're going to spend a half hour returning leads. And use the egg timer to keep you accountable. Otherwise, what happens? You're on your computer. You're doing your lead follow-up. You're putting in notes to your realty commander or your top producer or whatever it is. And then what happens? You get an email or you get some Facebook notification. And the next thing you know, those three contacts, which should have taken you maybe a half hour to make, have now taken three hours because you've allowed yourself to get so distracted. So if you had an egg timer that was uh, you know, basically working in, in conjunction with a schedule, then you're going to get more results every single day. So Julie, the next point, point number four. Next point is to actually follow a media-free morning, if not a media-free life. So don't let the negative garbage that is 99% of the news adversely affect your mindset. And not only is it 99% trash, but they do it repetitively. You know, it's the same point over and over, drilling that negative crap into your head. So follow a media-free morning and consider a media-free life. If something's happening in the news, you're going to hear about it standing in the line at Starbucks. Well, a media-free life, Julie, talk about like you've had clients that have taken on that uh, goal of being completely media-free. Can you give them any like specific names, or, or not names obviously, but before and afters so they can understand how significant this is? Sure, absolutely. So I've had clients actually track their TV viewing time, and they get addicted to whatever news station they've been watching constantly. And I ask them, you know, is there anything new that you heard today versus yesterday? No, it's just a rehash over and over. And then they actually figure out the hours of time spent. And if they spent even half of that TV viewing time doing the things that we just listed that lead to a paycheck, it's like a miraculous difference from even one week going media-free, they can see the difference. And then they've weaned themselves off of it, and they feel they have a lot better life, a lot better mindset. And furthermore, it's not just for them. 
It's for their family and their clients. They, they report back that they're so much more focused when they're on an actual appointment. Not only are they setting more appointments because they're spending their time a lot more productively than sitting in front of news media outlets, but they actually are more focused. And, you know, you use the word being frosty. They're more frosty out, you know, in the real world. They hear more leads. They follow up on more, and they're much better on their appointments. It's very freeing to their mindset. And I know you've had clients that were deep into some of this, and have helped them cure themselves of this media addiction and had a lot of, you know, great results. So if you haven't I, tried I it yet, actually, guys, try it tomorrow morning. Go ahead. I can tell with certain coaching clients whether that they've yeah. been listening to, you know, whatever yeah. extreme, you know, media, their Fox or MSNBC. Right, because mm-hmm. based on not just their negativity, Jules, but based mm-hmm. on whether or not they're taking listings, based on whether or not they're yeah. actually putting stuff in contract. Exactly. I, I can mm-hmm. absolutely positively see a direct correlation between what they're allowing in their head and the amount of people that they're helping and the amount of money that they're making. Guys, you know what's interesting to me is that why you have to ask yourself, why is it that you're attracted to the negative bullshit in the news? Why is it that you're attracted to that in the first place? And here's the, answer, here's the simple answer why. Because if you believe, if you're not optimistic about tomorrow, that is an irrationalization to be lazy about what you do today. That's it. It's as simple as that. If you're not believing that your life is going to be better tomorrow, then what difference does it make what you do today? And see, that compounds. So if you believe, you know, back, you know in, during the recession, look how many people are still living mentally as if we are in a recession. Look how, peop- how, how many people are still believing that, you know, somehow ISIS is going to end up on their doorstep and it's going to cause them actual personal harm. Those types of folks are looking subconsciously for an excuse not to do anything. They start walling themselves off. They start rationalizing being lazy. I know being lazy is not a word people like, but at the end of the day, if you're not using your God-given talents to be of service to other people uh, and obviously help them and help yourself and help your family, then that's just being lazy. Let's just use real words. Can we just forget about all this political correctness? All right, so point number five, and this is a point also, I don't get why people have this one as – People argue at this point, but, I mean, here it is. Sleep. You need to have, in every scientific study, especially the most recent ones, you need to have at least seven or eight hours of sleep per night. And I'll tell you guys right now, I do good on eight hours of sleep, but I do great on ten hours of sleep. We need sleep. I can wait. And what happens is if you – I know. If you have two or three days where you haven't gotten enough sleep, you're not going to feel motivated because your brain's going to be half asleep. You know, your brain is not going to function. You're going to, and, and what you guys get in this habit, we all do this, where we start following these schedules that are designed around getting to the gym at 4 a.m. or whatever it is, and we're not taking care of ourselves, and obviously we're not sleeping enough. And when you don't sleep, not only do you not feel motivated, but it's been scientifically proven that people that don't get sleep drink more, they gain more weight, they have less Everything that they want in their lives, they get less of, and so much of it goes back to how much sleep you're getting per night. Um, so if you're not feeling motivated, a strong suggestion for you in the short run would be cut out alcohol and get at least a few nights good night's sleep and watch what happens. Um, you know, you guys can get over-the-counter sleep aids, and I'm not talking about the ones with a bunch of diphyhydramine in them, but something like Calm's 4K or something like that. If you're feeling a little anxious... Tea? and chamomile tea, things like that will help to calm you down. 
You don't have to rely on alcohol because alcohol screws with your sleep patterns and actually makes it so you don't get as restful of sleep. I mean, it sounds like we're selling mattresses right now, doesn't it? I know. But the fact is this stuff's really important. <laughs> We'd be good All at right, it. Point number six, Julie. Yeah. Okay, point number six, kind of similar, exercise. Start the day with a brisk 30-minute walk. Some of you guys don't get stuff done because you don't really have a normal starting time. You don't run your morning the same way every day. You're not taking it seriously. You're running a hobby instead of running a business. Now, I tease my clients, if you were working for Tim and Julie Harris Company, you would be required to get out of bed to exercise and to show up on a regular you know, on a regular basis. So actually work out, actually exercise, a great suggestion because it takes away your excuse of having to go to the gym. Oh my gosh, I have to have a gym membership. No, roll out of bed, take a walk, be done with it, get to work. Yes. And so guys, again, any form of exercise that gets your blood pumping in the morning, you see how all of these things come back to the actual things that you can be doing. If you're not feeling motivation, if you're feeling long periods of not feeling motivation, chances are it's because why? You're watching too much news. You're not getting enough sleep. You're not getting enough exercise. You see how all these things, guys, if you're actually being honest with yourselves, you're realizing, and one of the things you should all be feeling is you should be feeling, I think, in a lot of ways, relieved because you can have immediate powerful impact on improving these types of things. You can get more sleep. You can stop reading the crap that's causing you to feel depressed and not motivated. You can stop drinking as much. You can start – you guys get the point? So we're going to continue this. None of it costs you money. Yes, but we're going to – that's definitely. right. None of it costs you money. We're going to continue these points on Monday because tomorrow and on Friday we have two fantastic interviews that I'm really looking forward to. Um, we're interviewing uh, Jonathan Smoke tomorrow again, and you guys know he's a regular contributor. He's the chief economist from Realtor.com. I'm really excited to have him back on. Uh, and he's, again, going to be sharing with us information that's coming from the very leading edge about what's happening in terms of uh, the home sales momentum, price ranges, and all that good stuff. And that's tomorrow. So make sure you guys listen tomorrow. In the meantime, if you guys need us for anything, what are you supposed to do? You can email my, Julie or myself directly, CoachTimHarris at gmail.com or CoachJulieHarris at gmail.com. And don't forget, request your free coaching call at FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. Your homework from today's radio show and every other one, is please share this radio show with as many other people as you can. We will pick up on this topic on Monday. Uh, again, we're doing interviews tomorrow and on Friday. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.